Hello, everybody, and welcome to the TeacherCast Educational Network. My name is Jeff Bradbury. Thank you so much for joining us today and making TeacherCast your home for professional development. This is Educational Podcasting Today, the podcast that teaches you how to create your own show and website and does it all for as little money as possible. Today, I have a student podcaster on. Yes, you heard me. A student podcaster who decided to create his own show to support his community. Today, we're going to be talking of all about how to build a podcast to support a very niche audience, those people around you. It's going to be a great topic. I know many people over the summer have said, I want to create a, a podcast for my school, for my town, for my religion, for my, for, my, for my community service building, all those different things. We are going to talk today about how to get guests, how to book a guest's and things that you can learn in your first couple episodes. But before we get there, I want to remind you guys that there's several great ways that you can reach out and be a part of this show and everything on TeacherCast. You can, of course, find everything about our podcasting and WordPress channels over at educationalpodcasting.today. You're going to find how about our themes, our plugins, how to build, how to design, all those great things. And if you're interested in doing something good this year, you can head on over to educationalpodcasting.tips. Yes, the education podcasting.tips and join our educational podcasting Facebook group. We have a great group, almost 400 or so teachers in there working together, collaborating together. If you're a podcaster, blogger, or looking to create a digital brand for yourself, that is a perfect spot. Check out educationalpodcasting.tips. You know, I've said on the podcast a couple times now, uh, this summer has been absolutely amazing. Obviously, we've revigorated a few of our shows. This is like the third or fourth educational podcasting show we've done in the month of August, and we've got some great things going on there. We've also revitalized our Ask the Tech Coach podcast, which you can find up over on askthetechcoach.com. But at the beginning of the summer, it started off with a trip to Philadelphia to go to podcast movement. And many of you guys have heard me talking about ISTE being the biggest thing in educational technology. Well, podcast movement is the biggest thing in podcasting. Now, I always talk about podcasting in two different ways. We talk about it in educational terms, meaning classroom type stuff. And we talk about it in professional terms, meaning outside the classroom stuff. Well, my guest today is somebody who's doing it both in and out of the classroom and for and for his community i want to bring on podcaster and student greg holdsman from the great city of philadelphia greg how are you today welcome to the show jeff i'm doing great thanks so much for having me on and i i want to thank you again for your generosity at the podcast movement uh, for the audience out there i uh, i approached jeff the first night during some networking event and uh, he was generous enough to spend two hours with me breaking down my podcast and, and giving me tons of advice. And I came away feeling tired and overwhelmed, but motivated. And uh, I've already made several changes to my podcast that, that Jeff recommended. And it was just a, it was a great night for, for me to feel, uh, to feel embraced by somebody who's pretty big in the podcasting community. Oh, Greg, thank you so much for saying that. Um, you know, we, we were sitting there at Podcast Movement, uh, it, you know, just just like ISTE, right? Podcast Movement was traditionally uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, but of course they have Monday activities, right? So we're sitting there on Monday. It was right after we all got our badges and our tickets and stuff like that. I sat down and Greg came up and said hello. And I always say to you guys out there, the best ed camp sessions are not the ones in the classroom. Sometimes the best ed camp sessions are the ones that happen at lunch or in the hallways or, you know, that you don't even realize are going to happen. But next thing you know, you're in a conversation for two hours. That's exactly what happened 
at Podcast Movement. Greg came up and said, hey, I'm doing a fantastic show, but, you know, Greg, why don't, why don't, why don't you describe what your show is? Because I love the concept, I love the topic, and I certainly love where you're doing it. Well, thank you. Yeah, so I'm, I'm based in Philadelphia, and I've changed my tagline several times now, but here it is now. It's Philly Famous Podcast, Step Into the Minds of Philly's Most Dynamic Creators and Leaders. So I interview t- so many types of, of Philadelphians doing great work in all sectors of the city, from athletes to musicians to entrepreneurs to doctors to members of the media and writers. And uh, I don't really um, I don't really say no to anybody um, from an industry that I'm not familiar with, I've had photographers on. Uh, I, I, have, I don't think I've taken a, a, a professional photograph in my entire life. Um, and, uh, you know, do, people, just people doing great work in all areas of, our, of the city. I, I love this concept. Now, what I want everybody out there who's listening to get is it is possible to create a niche in your community, right? Again, perhaps you want to create a podcast around your school, your church, your community event, your local farmers club, anything like that. It is possible to do this. And Greg is a great resource. Greg, before we get into the, to the meat of these questions here, where can somebody find you? So I'm on Apple, Apple, the Apple Podcast app. Uh, it's Philly Space Famous Space Podcast. It's with a uh, the, the famous is with an F, not a PH. I'm not that corny. Um, I'm j- I just got on Spotify. Uh, I also have a new website. It's phillyfamouspodcast.com. It's not fully built out yet, but uh, mo- like all my episodes are on there. My guests are on there. Some videos are on there. Uh, you can contact me through the website. Um, and uh, I'm soon to get on Stitcher, so I'm I'm on as many platforms as possible. Now, Greg, I I, I want to mention that because and and. Just in full disclosure to anybody out there, you know, Greg and I have been working together over the summertime, and as you said, we kind of spent some time together at Podcast Movement working out the kinks here. Talk to us a little bit about where you were moving into Podcast Movement, and maybe then we can talk about some of the things that you learned from Podcast Movement and how you've since um, converted your brand over a little bit. Where were you at the beginning of the summertime? Oh man, I've learned I've learned so much, and that week was was so great for me. The, the people I met, the things I learned, how how motivated I came away feeling. But, but prior to that, so I was on the Apple Podcast app, and I was on SoundCloud, and I didn't realize that apparently everyone knew that SoundCloud could go out of business any day, and it, it was not a great host platform. So I immediately went to the table, uh, the Lipson table at the event, and asked them, "How do I change to a better host platform like a Lipson or a Podbean or or a Blueberry?" And uh, so I was, that's where I was there. I had a Wix website that looked uh, unprofessional to say the least and uh, had just lots of flaws. Uh, and with Jeff's advice and with lots of other uh, people's advice, I changed over to WordPress. Um, you know, what else? So in terms of my own format and style, uh, I kind of had been stagnant and I hadn't made a lot of changes in a couple months. And I, I saw uh, my listeners plateau and since then, I've, I've made some changes to, to, to my stylistic uh, approach to the podcast and, and the format itself. And I think, um, I think I'm think i on the road to a, to a good start for this year. And what kinds of things have you done since that? Obviously, you said your new audio files, new this or that. But, but outside of the new services, what have you done differently in the last two weeks, a couple weeks here? Yeah, so I did I did an episode today for the first time in two weeks because I was making all these technical changes. Um, and what I did is what I, what I used to do is read read my ads, read 
um, the, the, like a scripted intro for my guest, get into the interview, and that's it. Uh, so what I started doing today is I have a co-host that I use for the first 10 minutes of the show to ease into it. My, I have two new sponsors. That's actually something that I, that, that's recent um, from the podcast movement. I have two official paid sponsors, which is amazing. Um, one's a, a pizza shop and one is a state farm agent. And what I do now is I do a casual ad read with my co-host where, you know, today I said to my co-host, Robin, when's the last time you've been to Toto's Pizzeria? You know, and we talked about that for five minutes, and I think it was it really was much more engaging for the listeners and felt more personal. Um, so there's much more likelihood that people will stop by that pizza shop to try it. Um, we also talked about the industry of our guest. The guest was an entrepreneur who just created an app. So we talked about the app, the social media and app industry more globally, more generally, um, not necessarily specific to our guest. And then after ten minutes or so. We, we started the interview, and I think that slight change to interact with my co-host more in the beginning and share a little bit about my opinions on different issues uh, pertaining to the to the industry of the guest. My audience is getting to know getting to know me better uh, on a personal le- level and getting to know my character more, and that's the reason why listeners are going to come back on a consistent basis. Prior to this, my my niche was Philly, um, and I had so many different types of guests and people who were listening to athletes weren't listening to doctors. So I think the consistent factor there is me as the host. So that's why I changed the logo. That's another thing I missed about the podcast movement. I changed my logo shortly after to incorporate my name and my face into the logo. Uh, because as, as much as I don't want to make the podcast about myself, the reason people are going to keep coming back to listen is because of the consistent factor, which would be me. So, first of all, I want you guys to understand that there. Greg just decided to become a veteran podcaster by going on to somebody else's podcast and mentioning the name of his sponsor. That was brilliant, my friend. That was that was a really good job there. <laughs> so, let, let's kind of go into here. You're a student, and you decided to get into podcasting. What? First of all, what are you studenting right now, and how did you get involved in podcasting, or what what brought you to the medium? Oh, man. Uh, so right now I'm a, a rising senior at Temple University. This is my second year there. Prior to that, I left Philadelphia to go play college basketball at a school in Ohio called uh, a small liberal arts school called Denison University in, uh, in Granville. And I played basketball there. And within two years, I got four concussions and it ended my playing career. Basketball was over for me and it, and it still is. I still have not fully recovered from the from the lingering symptoms and i still cannot play basketball and during the intense periods of recovery which lasted for four to ten months at a time depending on the individual concussion i couldn't watch tv i couldn't read i couldn't play sports i could barely exercise so all i was doing really was was laying in bed listening to podcasts for 10 to 12 hours a day and that was my introduction to the podcast medium and it wasn't until i transferred to temple to finish my education and finish my recovery for my junior year that i figured i have time on my hands and i love podcasting why not start my own and base it around the city i love and highlight the the incredible people here i i love the concept right you're sitting there as a student you're trying to figure out what can i do you had to make a left turn right and now you've got this other hobby that's turning into a small business that who knows where you're going to go with this stuff. And, you know, we in the education business always look at this and say, what happens when a student comes to you and says, I want to learn more about 
selling lemonade, creating an app. How do we foster that stuff? And that's one of those reasons why I, I was so excited to, to meet Greg and have Greg on because here's somebody who's looking forward to getting that college degree and moving on with his life, but also he's got this thing that he's working on that is giving him the ability to maybe one day get those all important job interviews. Maybe one day get noticed. Maybe one day he's going to go to a guest and say, hey, remember you were on the show? I'm now looking for a position in that field. Could you recommend me? Who do you know? What, what kind of contacts do you have? That is absolutely awesome. Now, it's called the Philly Famous Podcast, at, and you can find it again at phillyfamouspodcast.com. Talk to us a little bit about your guests. Who have you been able to have on the show? Maybe one or two of your most memorable episodes. Yeah, absolutely. And I do want to come back to to school because I, I'm tying my podcast into school this year. But in terms of my guests, um, I've had I've had some pretty cool Philadelphians, such as Monet Davis, who four years ago today was the first girl in the Little League World Series to pitch and win a game. She was probably the most famous child in the world for about a week in in 2014 um i've had the the number one trauma surgeon in philadelphia um i've had some 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 writers for espn um i've had some some up-and-coming artists and musicians some 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 kids around my age that have started their own apps and their entrepreneurs and and products some kids that have been on shark tank the way i get these guests it's been a pretty cool evolution at the start it was me using my network um, or my parents network to just people that I knew that I wanted to have on. And that was easy. I ran about through 15 or 20 of them. Then it began me going to social media, mainly Instagram and, and reaching out to people either through DM or through email to people that looked interesting. Um, and recently what's been a really cool evolution of this all is that the last 15 to 20 guests, most of them have reached out to me to be on the show. Um, and that's probably through word of mouth or through, you know, my marketing on, on, on social media. So it's been a really cool transformation to see people wanting to be on the show now. That's awesome. Right. And so how does that feel now that you've got this thing? Like it was your idea, you created it and now it's starting to take off a little bit. Well, it's really exciting. I, like you said, I, I lost one love and one passion with basketball and I'm, I'm picking up another one right here. Well, uh, what can you learn? Like, are there any parallels between, you know, being on a basketball team and being a podcaster? It's all about pushing myself. So I recently found out that there's another person, and I met the guy who has a podcast called Philly Who, and it's the almost the identical concept to my podcast. And he started about ten weeks ago, and. I really like, he's a really smart guy. I really liked meeting him. But I guess my point is that my competition is not anybody else. It's really just myself. Yes. In the same way that in basketball, I was obsessed with working out and pushing myself. Um, so for me with this podcast, I am a competitive person, but it's against myself. So I'm never satisfied with where I'm at. And I'm making some inroads right now, but I'm still extremely critical of what I'm doing. And I want to keep, keep, keep getting this better. And, and I think that's one of the most important lessons that any podcaster can pick up, right? Here's Greg. Here's somebody else. They both started a podcast around the same time. They both are doing the similar things. You know, hey, come on my show. I'm doing Philly style stuff. But yet there's room in this world for both of those. And it would make total sense for Greg to have a guest on his show and say, hey, why don't you be on this person's show? And the same thing for that other person, right? Like there's more than one person that is an educational technology podcast. There's an, yeah. many people that do technology coaching podcasts. 
And in this world, we always share guests. We always, you know, write like, hey, Greg, I heard you had this person on. How were they? Would they be good for my show? Right. There is no such thing as competition when there's 600,000 podcasts in Apple Podcasts. And one thing we talked about was that the idea of of interviewing cool Philadelphians is not a particularly innovative idea. There's there's room for both of us. And it's been done forever. (laughs) Yes. It's called the news. Yes. Right. And it's it's it's. And I love the fact that you're not just doing the, you know, quote, celebrities. You're picking up everybody that you can. And, and as long as they've got something interesting, it, it's a great show, right? Because somebody can look at that and go, hey, I'm a pitcher. I want to play in the World Series. I can relate to that person. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So talk to us a little bit about how you make your show. Did you start off by spending thousands of dollars on equipment? Did you start small? What, what have you done as far as your studio setup? Many of our teachers have been emailing me this, this summer saying, I'd like to start, but I don't know where. Well, I think uh, this can be a, a, a positive and a negative or a blessing and a curse is that I just went for it. Whereas the guy that I met who does the other podcast waited for months and months and months to start. So until he had it perfect, I just kind of started not knowing what I was doing. I bought um, some equipment that wasn't too expensive at all. And actually, uh, my dad runs a nonprofit organization and they were starting a podcast at the same time. So we kind of shared equipment. So that was nice to, to, to cover expenses. Um, and then I just kind of transformed my my attic in my house into a podcast studio um i we have a playstation in here we have couches we have a tv and i kind of shifted the couches around put a table in here put the mic down and said let's do it and my podcast is super low maintenance and this this is probably something i'm changing very soon is that we use one mic and we all if it's me and a guest or me a guest and a co-host we gather around one mic and we record and the sound quality is not terrific but it's it it gets the job done i think very soon i might invest in some some better equipment and some multiple mics with stands uh but this is this has got the job done so far and and there's another lesson right you don't have to go out and you know the microphone that i'm using right now 60 bucks right you don't have to go out and buy expensive things and all you need according to greg to start your own podcast is a playstation right (laughs) <laughs> just a just a mic and a computer and GarageBand. <laughs> so, that, so GarageBand is your app of choice for for recording. Yeah, I mean, to, to, to be very frank, I was brand new to all of this at the start. I was brand new to hosting, interviewing, branding, social media, the, the technology of editing, um, everything. I was just an athlete and a student before this, and I knew nothing. And I've kind of just been learning on the job, which I think is, for me, the most the most fun way to do it and the most engaging for me. And, um, you know, GarageBand has got the job done just fine. So what would you say the best advice you've ever been given to be a podcaster or to grow your show? Uh, that's tough. I've, I've, I've been given a lot of advice. Um, it would honestly be to, for at least the first year or so is just to focus on the content and making your show as good as it can be without focusing on the branding and the websites and the social media. Cause if you don't have a good show, you know, it's not going to last. Um, so for me, it's been, it's been focused on my hosting skills and being a good listener. Um, one of the things Terry gross was talking about the podcast movement, uh, Terry gross, the host of uh, NPR's fresh air is to be a good interviewer. You have to be an excellent listener. So for the first 30, 40, 50 episodes that I did, 
I was fo so focused on getting to my next question that I wasn't listening to the answer, and it made for a very shallow interview. And I was still asking good questions, but it wasn't. It, I, didn't, I didn't dig as deep as I could have. So for the last 10 or 15, I've been extremely focused on listening, and I think they've made for better, uh, better interviews. I, I love that advice, right? It just create great content. Just listen to things. How has that changed? Because you said that today you you did your first interview um, over the last couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. um, was that something that you had to remember to do? I, I I think we had talked about like, you know, when you're looking at my studio, I've got a post-it note right in front that says, you know, don't talk over the guest, right? And that's just something I always keep, my, keep in mind here. Um, how do you see this show changing over the next few months as you get more experience? So on a very similar note, I wrote down in my notebook where I have some of my questions, uh, list, listen and ask follow-up questions. Um, so I wasn't going immediately to the next question that I had in, in my in my book. Um, and to get to your question, where is the show going? I'm being a little bit more selective with my guests, not necessarily celebrities, but I, I'm talking to my guests before I have them on to get a sense of who they are and what they do. And today, this kid, nobody knows about this kid I had on. His name is Jeremiah De Leon, and he has this app called Yoko, which is like an anti-Facebook, anti-Instagram app. It's a social connector. And nobody knows who he is or what his app is, but man, in a couple years, they will. He is driven, he is smart, and he's put in two years of dedication to building out this app without raising any money. And, um, you know, I, I want people like that. And um, so, like I said, they don't have to be big names, but they have to be interesting and they have to be compelling. So I'm being a little more selective with that. And like I said, I think I'm changing my audio quality by getting a couple of new mics and um, my website's getting built out and, I, and I'm actually incorporating Temple University into my podcast by not converting, but adding a TV show. So I'm, I'm hosting a show on, on, Temple T, on Temple TV that's called Philly Famous Podcast where the set is going to be like an old recording studio with old microphones and I'm going to be interviewing well-known Temple alumni that are also from Philadelphia. So it's going to hopefully attract some of my listeners uh, for the podcast from the TV show. That is awesome. I, I was going to ask you, like, how, how do you plan on being a full-time student? You're so close to your degree and you're obviously taking off as a Philadelphia celebrity in your own right here, Greg. <laughs> I don't know about that. Uh, but handling, handling school, to me, it, it hasn't been a huge issue. To me, there's time in the day for everything. Um, and I've done myself a favor by doing pretty well in school the last couple of years. I'm not too – to be honest, this summer I had not thought once about classes this year. I'm so much more excited and energized by what I'm doing extracurricularly with the podcast, with the TV show. I'm going to do some radio for Temple. I'm going to do some newspaper writing to get some – you know, get my hands in the journalism field a little bit more. I really have not thought about classes, but at, that, at the same time, I think reading for my sociology classes and for some of my political science classes will make me a better podcaster. I think I don't do nearly enough reading, and I think um, when you read a lot and when you're learning all the time, uh, it makes you a better speaker and a better, and a better thinker. So I'm gonna, I am going to focus on really engaging in my classes without worrying about GPA. You know, one of the things that teachers have asked me about over the last couple of years is how do I learn more about working with my students? And I certainly can tell you guys that I learned a lot this year by going to a podcast movement or going to conferences outside of education. 
I, I learned about this thing called the real world. Maybe you guys have heard about this because they do things similar yet slightly different but it's when you get a chance to meet people that are not in education sometimes you have these conversations that make you learn how to be a better educator how to be a better podcaster and my time at podcast movement with greg and we had dorothy on a couple weeks ago are just great opportunities here and great examples of how it's amazing when you jump out of your classroom and you get to see what's around you. Greg, I certainly want to say thank you for coming on the show today and best of luck. You can, of course, find Greg over at phillyfamouspodcast.com. It is a great podcast to listen to. And if you're in Philadelphia, heck, maybe Greg can have you on the show. Greg, is there an email address that you can give out that people that might be interested in learning more about or finding you about the show? Where can they email you? Absolutely. It's a personal and business email. It's greg.holdsman at gmail.com. That's my last name. It's greg.holdsman at gmail.com. And I would I would be glad to take any any notes, either feedback on the podcast, uh, suggestions of guests, if you yourself want to be a guest. I love interacting with, with people in the podcast world and people that are doing interesting things. Uh, I'm very open to, to talking. And of course, we're going to have all of the links to everything that Greg does on our show notes. This is Educational Podcasting Today, episode number 28, How to Create a Podcast for your local community. I want to say thank you guys for being a part of this and all of the shows on TeacherCast. Don't forget, you can be a part of our educational podcasting community and join over 400 teachers that are engaged in podcast learning and how to create a great website and how to build your brand for the future over at educationalpodcasting.tips. That's educationalpodcasting.tips. And on behalf of everybody here in the TeacherCast Educational Network, my name is Jeff Bradbury, reminding you to keep up the great work in your classroom and continue sharing your passions with your students. Mm -hmm.